Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Hit me by surprise with something. Okay, here we go. Um, All right. This is from my favorite advice column, Ask a Manager. You do love it. I love it so much. I don't think I've ever been to the site. I've just, Good, don't. I've just I was looks- gonna say I've just like give I know what it looks like. It's like a It's a WordPress. It's a WordPress and it's a um bitmoji. Oh lady. yeah, it's a bit yeah. it it's really dumb. It's one of the yeah. reasons I like it so much. Yeah. It's not slick in any way. Yeah. Okay, here it goes. Here here we go. I was hoping that you could help me with a question I have regarding the use of honorifics in workplace documentation. Wait. What are, I have to stop you already. I'm Honorifics, Mr., Mrs., Doctor. Um, oh. Well, those are, yeah. Mm. Um, Got it. Understood. This will all become clear. Oh, sorry, all right. sorry. Really uh, jumping oh. the gun too soon here. That's okay. Let's define the terms. Honorifics yeah. are those prefixes before your name that like tell about kind of your status in the Got world. Got it. All right. I have recently acquired a new honorific. And my employers are refusing to use it on the documents that I've requested it to be used on. I I have legal documents that also show that my title is a fully legal one and can be used on official government documents up to and including my passport. Is there anything that I can do to get my employers to use it? Specifically, I have a doctorate and I am also legally a lord. Meaning that I should therefore legally be entitled to either go by lord last name or doctor last name. Yeah. My employer has already referred to me as Lord last name in several documents, as well as Dr. last name and others, but they are now refusing to use either of them in any documents and on a display board that displays pictures of members of staff and their names underneath for visitors to familiarize themselves with. My passport actually also has my name as Lord first name, last name, which irks me that it can be used on important legal documents, and yet my employer refuses to acknowledge it. I don't... So... I don't know they're what like to my say. company my company won't call me lord but now their I'm company pissed. also won't call them doctor it sounds like this company should just have very what's the name of the things that it's called what are these Honorif- things? honorifics yeah the company talk to your head of hr put in writing which honorifics you do and don't use yeah put in writing which honorifics you will and won't honor Right, right. That's sort of what the <laughs> ask a manager or manager says is like, you know, they can do whatever they want as long right. as they do it consistently. Whoa. Kind of. You can buy, you can simply buy a legal professional a presumed title from elite titles with prices yeah. starting at just 195 pounds. Is that the, hold on. I always get confused we, between the euro and the pound sign. Yeah, that's a pound. If I bought you a uh, honorific uh-huh. award, a lady, I guess, is what yeah. it would be. Would you would you fight to get it used in your workplace? Um, well, I work at a restaurant and <laughs> and <laughs> I am the director of digital media there. We don't even have our own like email server. Like when I, like yeah, I'm emailing yeah. from a Gmail account, so like presumably I can sign my emails however I want. However you want. Like, listen, this podcast is linked in my signature that goes out in, (laughs) in like work related emails. Oh 
my God, great. So you're not talking to somebody who knew what C-suite was more than uh, three weeks ago. So the idea of like, would you fight with your employer to call you Lord is absurd. You're like, I don't have to. Which is also maybe why you side with this person here. You're just like, you should have free reign to do that if you want. I love it. You're just like, corporate structures mean nothing to me. Do what you want. Nothing. Like, that's a, this is a non-issue, non-issue to me. Love it. Yeah. Good. I mean, in seriousness, yeah, this company just has to, like, streamline what is and isn't allowed. Okay, let me decide which ridiculous one I would oh like God. to begin with. All right, let I'm me start so with this one from The Times. Um, okay, it's signed Anonymous. I am a new rabbi at a synagogue where the only other clergy is a cantor who has been there for many years. Congregants love the cantor for his voice and charm, but I dislike him for his absence (laughs) at meetings, his tardiness, and his lack of communication on major issues. It makes the work environment tense. Uh-oh. Every synagogue president since his arrival has given him a slap on the wrist for his performance, but he has kept his job through numerous contract negotiations. Is it mm-hmm. wrong to make a big stink to remind the lay leadership that we are not a welfare organization paying big money to someone who does little work? Or do I swallow it, realize that no work situation is perfect, and take advantage of the fact that... Without his effort or presence, I have the ability to lead the congregation and those who know will know. Signed, Anonymous. <laughs> okay. So wait, this was the rabbi, right? This is and the rabbi. So they're who- in charge. They're sort of the, the head boss. They're like the CEO of the synagogue, right? It's like, it's tricky to say because it it's like, it does say every synagogue president since his arrival has given him a slap on the wrist for oh, his performance. I like, I... I so so he's as, not his direct report, right, so to speak. Right, yeah, right, right. Okay, so she it. or he, the rabbi. When I am when I am attending services at a synagogue, uh-huh. I certainly perceive the rabbi as higher on the god chain. <laughs> well, it's not even a god chain. It's, this is a workplace question. That's like, why it's I just like sort this of like so who's much. the manager? It's like the reason I like this so much <laughs> is it's just like even even when holy. Uh, bureaucracy wins out like it's just oh it's so true yeah no like you have to ask a manager even when you've got that direct line to god i mean uh, yeah (laughs) exactly that is why i like this so much yeah yeah let me make an assumption my assumption is the cantor likely doesn't report to the rabbi as a superior my guess is probably the rabbi makes more money that like potentially that job is like sure. a slightly higher in the uh, C-suite world, mm-hmm. like might yeah. might be you know like uh-huh. a, a higher the position. C-suite at the synagogue, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. high high C-suite. Um, <clears throat> but my guess is that like that that like the cantor that both of them uh, report to uh, the synagogue president. That would be my guess. If this rabbi does sort of have, you know, weekly check-ins or one-on-ones with the synagogue president mm-hmm. in a way, in the way that sort of like normal people working have with their managers, right. they could certainly be like, hey, I would like to take on this project. Um, it would be really helpful if the cantor could like sort of pick up the slack over here. It would allow me to do whatever. Like right. that's a totally reasonable thing to say. I think one of the things that is interesting, so I've, I've like family and clergy and stuff, you know, 
know? And mm-hmm. I think it's, like, interesting. The, like, managerial culture can just be so different. And, like, right. some people get really great training in how to manage people and some don't because it's, like, sort of not the point. You know, they didn't go to grad school to learn how to be a fucking middle middle manager. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, they didn't go to, like, divinity school to learn how to be a manager. So, like, you know, I don't know. I But I do think that where did they where did they ask this question? Which, which in the, um, it's in the Times. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I would love to see this question in um, Ask a Roxane Manager Gaze or Ask a Manager. Yeah, I yeah. would love to see this in just like a straight up workplace column. That would be so tight. Um, I agree. Yeah. Can I do tattoo trouble too? Tattoo trouble. Duh. Part. Yeah. Duh. Part. Duh. <laughs> Yes. All right, I've, I've got one for you, Alyssa. It is a follow-up on a previous question, Tattoo Trouble. Um, I find these to be related. I would like to call it Tattoo but, Trouble 2. But they are not actually from the same They're writer. not at accurate? all. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, the I can't remember where you found Tattoo Trouble for. Probably Carolyn Hacks. Oh, probably, because she's and, the only one I read. Yeah, and then this one is from Relationship Advice. I found it by accident when I was actually trying to read you a different one from Relationship Advice, but this one, the link was below, and I just thought, oh my God, we have to go here. We have to go here. I love in my mind constructing that possibly, 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 these could be the same people. Like in some (gasps) sort of fun alternate universe that these Mm -hmm. people could be one and the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or this is like that same relationship but a few years down the line. Exactly. Yeah, because it really, a lot of the same themes repeat themselves. Although I'm so worried sometimes if they are the same, like with the idea that they are the same people. Oh, and they stayed together and they're still doing this? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. That is so depressing. Oh dear, you're still here. Oh God, oh Oh, no. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, it's uh, from the channel relationship advice on Reddit. Beautiful. Uh, I'm 23. He's 26. Together over a year. Okay. I have five tattoos. My fifth I had the first session for earlier this week. It's on okay. my hip towards my ass. All my other tattoos are in pretty innocent places. Two on the thigh, one on, on the back, one on the foot. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend isn't really interested in body art, and he listens to me talk about what pieces I want, but he's not super actively into it like I am. Okay. The piece I'm getting was originally planned to be lower on my thigh, but I talked to my artist, and we figured that the design flows better on my butt. LOL. 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 Plus, I think it looks sexy, and I wanted to do something different and more daring than yet another thigh tat. Heard. I feel you. Totally, yeah. Anyways, I got home from my first session and showed my BF. He got angry as he was like, why'd you get it there? Did you have to take off your underwear for that? Who saw you get that on and on? He asked why I didn't tell him I was going to get it there and how long it took to get. My artist is a guy and has done two of my other pieces and he's super professional. I told my BF as much and it wasn't any different than a doctor seeing your body and it's not like I was naked and someone was jamming a needle into your flesh is hardly sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, My BF still says letting another man see me quote like that and touch me on my ass is cheating. And I should have asked him or taken him with me though, even though the shop only lets in one person at a time right now. Yeah, because it's fucking COVID. COVID. Um, He's being hard-headed, and it's really frustrating. I don't think what I did should count as cheating, but I don't know how to make him feel better about this, especially since I have at least two more sessions before it's done. Um... (laughs) <laughs> fuck off to your BF, to your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, I love the idea of something counting as cheating. Like, is there is there like a, like how many ticks do you get on the cheating chart? Because this one counts. I'm putting it down. Right. Yeah. The, but like, my gosh, if this one's gonna count, like, you better go out there and sleep with somebody oh, make exciting. It really like, count. do something. Yeah, exactly. yeah, do something. You know, fun and oh, wacky. Seriously. Yeah, your partner doesn't own your body. Body. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know what else to say, but your partner doesn't own your body. I mean, it's true. I mean, your partner doesn't own your body, even if you were like actually legitimately having an affair and like having a sexual and or romantic relationship with someone else. They still don't own your body. Mm-hmm. It sucks because you betrayed their trust or whatever. But Correct. like this, this idea that like getting body art betrays the trust of your partner is yeah. very, very just. It just shows us how much. Um, it just shows us how much dudes still think they own female bodies. Like, it's yeah. just really wild. This is, like, a real problem. This is a problem as much as the themed Christmas trees are a, like, recurring problem in heterosexual <laughs> Christian relationships. I forgot relationships. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, ah, ugh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to say. I just wanted to... <laughs> yeah. Listen, like, I suppose there is space to understand a partner, a boyfriend who's, like whatever, potentially jealous, uncomfortable with this idea, you know, there's something within them that makes them uncomfortable. Fine, fine, mm-hmm. fine. But that is for th- for you to explain to them how it's not helpful in this relationship and for them to work through. Those are things that... Y- you know, you need to work on within yourself as the one who holds the jealousy. Um, It usually isn't on the other person who's just marking their body with art. Yeah. How many, just ask yourself this, how many um, episodes of television, how many books have you read wherein the big betrayal was someone getting a tattoo on their butt? None. Like, it should be clear to you that no one else considers this a betrayal. Otherwise, we would have trod this territory in other mediums. Um, Nobody yeah. does. No. I guess, like, I don't want to discount when people... It's not like it's always your fault when you're betrayed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes people really do betray you, but this yeah. just isn't one of those times. Right, 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 right. You, yeah. you hold some uncomfortable feelings about another man seeing your girlfriend's butt in a totally professional setting. Okay. That's, like, okay that you have that feeling. Sure. Like, yeah. that feeling is fine, but it is not a feeling that you then can kind of use to enforce control over your partner. No, you can't weaponize that within your relationship. Gross. You cannot, you cannot weaponize your jealousy. Do you remember when we discussed a quest? So I, a friend brought up to me... I was telling them for the first time about the podcast and they were really excited. And they were like, oh, did you read that question that was like, I, you know, I was pregnant um, before, like I was, I'm, I'm a contractor. I was pregnant. I kind of kept it from my clients. Now I've had the baby and I'm having a hard time hiding the baby from my clients. <laughs> Do you remember that one? No. Wait, really? What? I thought we talked about it potentially, but now I, I don't realized. Think so. I don't think so. Oh my God, I have to find it. Um, this is from... The New York Times work friend. Okay. Um, it's in Sorry. April, so presumably it is like, you know, this had been going on before the pandemic. Okay. Right. I cannot believe we ever. I I cannot believe we hadn't talked about this one. It's one of my favorite ones ever. Okay. Oh my 
my god, I love your shock and awe. Holy I cannot shit. believe. <laughs> I like cannot believe it because when my friend reminded me of it, I was like, oh yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. I wonder why we ended up cutting that. Well, like, I'm like borderline just, insulted couldn't... that you never brought it to my well, attention. Well, me too. I'm upset with myself. In, re- <laughs> in like retrospectively mad at myself. Okay, here we go. This is one from the New York Times that I really like um, from Anonymous in Texas. I'm self-employed and had a baby a few weeks ago. I am working on a project that was supposed to launch earlier this year, but has now been pushed back to summer. I never told my remote business partner I was pregnant because I didn't want it to be a reason to push the launch date. And also I figured he might not think I was as committed to the project once I had a baby. We only touch base every few weeks, so we're not especially close. Mm. Now that the baby is here, it feels weird not to mention her. Sure. Okay. Since I'm working from home, you can hear her noises in the background. I'm pretty sure he thinks it's a cat. (laughs) I cannot believe I haven't read this to you before. On our last call, he mentioned that I was fortunate I don't have to deal with kids at this moment in time, but I do. Is it too late for me to tell him I had a baby? I feel anxious that he could misconstrue my omission as a lack of trust in him personally. Maybe I just never say anything? It's not like he needs to know. Secret baby. You so you had a secret baby. And oh you, man, your chance was really oh, you really missed your moment. Totally. Like like it's not weird that you didn't mention the baby until he said, It's so great that you don't have a baby. And then you didn't say, Oh, I actually do. Have I not yeah. mentioned my baby to you? Right. Oh. I was pretty sure we talked about this because I feel like we had said like, oh yeah, you just, all you have to do is kind of gaslight him and make him feel bad because he forgot that you were pregnant. Oh my God, right? No, I would have never said that. Oh my God, that's <laughs> that definitely- That would never be my advice. Oh, that was my, that was, t- oh my God, Alyssa, I must have dreamed that we already talked this through because I have such a clear memory of being like, yeah, this is the move. The move is, you're just like, oh yeah, I do have a baby actually. And then when he's How like, oh my forget? God, I, I have no idea. Then she's like, oh yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Mark. Oh, I guess you just don't you just don't care that much about my life. You just weren't keeping track of it. You're like, oh, that's it. why I didn't get a baby gift from you. Yeah. But I think, so this was um, submitted in April, or at least it was yeah. answered in the New York Times in April. It's now October. So I'm a little bit like, I wonder if she could still pull that off. Like if she, if she like next time the baby's crying, just be like, oh, hold on. You know, my, my daughter it's gets true. upset now around that this time of day. time has passed. It's true. You can like redo. You can bring it up. And when he's like, you never told me that you had a baby. You can just be like, oh, I'm really? sure I did. Yeah. Oh, I thought I did. Sir. Or even just like, oh, my apologies. I'm not, I'm not, I don't talk about it that much with work. I keep exactly. my work and personal right. life separate. But yeah, you just sort of, yeah, you bring it up casually. And when your right. coworker is surprised, you're just like, oh, I'm sorry I never mentioned it. That, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I could have sworn that I did once. In general, I, I try not to <laughs> yeah. talk that much totally. about personal life. Yeah, because for all he knows, you didn't yet have a bit. You were like still pregnant and didn't yet have a kid um, in yes. April, like whatever, you know. Oh I my do, God, time I, is your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do hope that that's what this person ended up doing. Because I, I mean, I'm impressed for one. Like they seem like they've already navigated this in a very savvy way to date, right? Yeah. Like they've definitely not broken um, the illusion <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I, I do, I have faith that this person figured this one out. Um, totally. Can I mention, though, how, uh, what a bummer it is, too, though, that somebody would be pregnant and having a child and worried oh my God. that that would affect their, their job and how yeah, the pr- committed they look. Exactly, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Ugh, listen, gross. I don't have any baby and I am very uncommitted to my job. 
Same. Same listen, girl, same. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. my lack of family definitely makes me less committed to the job. I don't have to pay for food for anybody. Oh God, I could move at any moment. Yeah. And my life is a fucking hot mess. Like, right. I would think, if anything, a family would really tie you to work in an aggressive way that's like, oh, my oh God. fuck, now I got two kids and well, I'm going to have to put them through college. I know. Well, and I think it has. I think it <laughs> I think it does show that for men. Like, in, in the studies I've read, it's like, it makes men seem more committed and it makes mm-hmm. women seem women less seem committed. Less. Right. So this yeah. is, su- so like, the sexism of this is super unfortunate. I don't mean to be, like, poking light at, like, how fucked up this is for women. Oh, yeah. It's um, fucked up. It's no good. Yeah, but it's fucked up. I'm so sorry, writer, that you felt you had to have a secret baby. Oh, my God. Seriously. Secret baby. Secret baby. Secret baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of, like, secret baby, like, being a year old and then just, like, popping Popping out of a shelf. And you're like, oh, my God, secret baby, get back. Yeah, get back in there. You're shoving it down with your hand. It's true. At some point, it's really hard. I don't know who's taking care of that baby while you're, like, on these calls and stuff. But, like, your kid hits, like, nine months old. It is hard to secret baby. Oh, it's really hard. It's, like, babbling at you all day. It's, like, running around. You got to go grab it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret baby, not so secret. Not so secret. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love this one. I'm so glad we could come back to this. Secret baby. Secret baby. I have a, should we do this kind of nice one that we can talk about real quick? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Okay, it's from The Good Trade. And this one, the good trade, if we recall, is like more like talking to your therapist mm-hmm. and less uh, situational device, real estate. Advice. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. More <laughs> like a therapist, less like the real estate advice section from the New York Times. Yeah, I'm very curious about uh, what other women's friendships look like. Hmm. What is a health- healthy adult friendship between women? How often hmm. do BFFs connect? Chat text make plans together how do I navigate life milestones I haven't had don't have a mother an aunt a grandmother or any other female Mm. figure in my life who have been able to turn to that leads me feeling uncertain and without personal examples and experiences in this area of my life wow so what a great question I like the the pointing out of how difficult it can be when you don't have Models, um, people, or things to model yeah. yourself off of, which totally. is often why I feel like we f- find it part of what feels important about representation in media mm-hmm. too. Is yeah. is just like, and you know, there's lots of things about the importance of representation in media, but one is the modeling. Yep. It's like, oh, they did that, I can do that. Yeah, like yep. this is possible. Yeah, and so I really, I love this. Ugh, I really love this too, because yeah. And when talking about modeling and representation, it is true that like there are some really great female friendships emerging in television, especially like in the last decade. But they but there are, are some all... garbage ones. <laughs> well, they're no, but I just like the ones that are great are comedies, so they're a little over the mm-hmm. top, and you're not sort of sure. Like you know, if you really mm, acted so like yeah. um, Anne and Leslie Nope, like that, like you can't be Leslie Nope to your to your Anne. You know, like you actually right. can't do that. Or like in Broad right. City, um, you know, like Alana crosses a lot of, of Abby's boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. and you actually don't want to do that. So like, right. even though like right, TV right, right. is kind of catching up to the reality of female friendships, like a lot of them have boundary issues. And mm-hmm. so I think this person is sort of right to be like, what is normal? Right. Like what is, right. um, what is normal? Is totally. Normal. Um, yes. 
Well, do you want to try to give it a, a answer? A shot? Like, what do you think? Oh, I think that um, female friendships look like all different yeah. and friendships play out in so, so, so many different ways. So yeah. I would personally start to like look within myself and ask what I would like from yeah. my from my friendships because there there's just a myriad of ways in which friends support and are there for each other. Yeah. Um, so my big thing would be like to ask myself what I want from other people and also what I want to do for other people. Like what yeah. would bring me a lot of joy to do for somebody else? Like right. I personally, when answering that question, I find a lot of joy from like sending friends mail. Like mm-hmm. I like sending gifts. It brings me a lot of joy that yeah. I have like yeah. people out there who would appreciate receiving this and I get to make it and it gives me good feels to like prepare this thing, to think about a friend, to be oh. like, they're going to be stoked it when they gives me great this. feels to receive them. Yeah, totally. It definitely does. Um, I love that. I love, I love what you said. I think like also it's, it's important that, you know, to say that you don't get everything from any one person. And so it's totally normal to have like different levels of intimacy with different friends to see different friends with different regularity to get and give different things with different friends. Like I, (laughs) in season two of Pen15, um, the... (laughs) The mom, um, one of the moms talks about female friendship like a salad, you know, like you sort of need like different things in your salad mm-hmm. from different people. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, if something's really turning your salad sour, like take it out, you know, like if something's mm-hmm. really kind of making it fucked up in there, like get rid of that. Um but it's totally good. You want like a heterogeneous group of people that you can like go to for different stuff. Um Absolutely. That's nice. That's a nice one. It is a nice one. Yeah. And like, I think, I guess I'll also point out that even those of us who like maybe are modeling our friendships on something else do have a lot of female friendships. I think people question this all the time. Like, oh, yeah. it, you know, how can I be a better friend? Or, oh, I'm not feeling that supported by my friends or mm-hmm. I feel really lonely. Like, yeah, navigating relationships friendship sexual otherwise mm-hmm. is so hard oh my god because your <laughs> needs change and also yeah. everyone around you's needs and abilities to give and receive intimacy change like everything's right. just in a constant state of change because oh, god it's so that's hard. life and so yeah you just are constantly like you think you can sort of coast through you think you're kind of set and then you like wake up like a couple years later and you're like whoa shit like this needs a reset this is fucked mm-hmm. up and like this one disappeared and i have no idea why like you just sort right. of like go on right. autopilot for a while and you wake up and it's time to take the reins back so these yeah. are this is a great question to keep returning to throughout your life Steph, this was a joy and a pleasure as always. As always. I would love to encourage our listeners, if you have any spooky, haunted, Halloween-themed questions Mm. you'd like us to address for a very special, very spooky Halloween episode, write them in. Please. DearSoandSo.Pizza. We want to hear them. If you have funny things to share about Halloween, send them our way. Um, The spookier the question, the better. I know some of you are haunted. Oh my God, flaunt it. (laughs) Now is the time to flaunt it. If ever ever there were a moment to flaunt your haunt, dear so-and-so is that moment. Mm -hmm. So please, please, please write us. 
Thank you so much. Um, you can uh, submit questions. You can find past episodes at dearsoandso.pizza or um, follow us on Instagram at dearsoandsopodcast. Our music is by our friend, the incomparable Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Carp. Talk to you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.